Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Who Are Somehow Important to My Well-Being, the podcast. I'm Sydney, and I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Niani Feelings, who was recently seen as a swing on the Mean Girls National Tour. Hi. Hi. How are you? How, you know, how, yeah, how are you doing? doing well back in New York City, so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to start my podcast by telling my guests why they're here, and how they're important to my well-being, hence the name. So you are here because I am a huge Mean Girls fan. I saw the show eight times. You were on for like half of them, I think. I saw you as Mrs. Duval, like for a good like- Oh, wow. Yeah, but that was in Detroit. I'm from Michigan. I didn't say that. Mean Girls, like obviously I saw it eight times. Like the show did so much for me. And like you were a part of that group that like did so much for me. Also, I have talked to so many people through this podcast that have raved about you. Like somehow you always come up. And I'm like, I I finally need Niani to be on my podcast. That's That's so sweet of them. (laughs) Now we'll get into like the actual podcast. So for anybody listening that doesn't know who you are, tell us about who you are. My name is Niani Feelings. I'm a performer and a choreographer as well. Um, Spent the last three-ish years on tour with Mean Girls. Um, Before the pandemic, I was in the ensemble every night as Grace Akinola. And then when we came back, I switched over to uh, Swimming Dance Captain, and I understudied Mr. Duval through all of that. But yeah, dancer, singer, all of that good stuff, and now I live in New York City. We love that. So I guess, just how did you get into performing? Oh, gosh. My first show was um, The Wizard of Oz when I was five, and it was just a community theater production. My mom saw the auditions in the newspaper and asked me if I wanted to go, and I was like, I know, I'm aging myself. Um yeah, she saw it in the newspaper and was like, do you want to do a play? And I was like, absolutely. And I auditioned. And after the audition, before I had like even got cast, I told my mom, I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I did. <laughs> I mean, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Who Were you like a munchkin or something? Yes, I was in the Lullaby League. Usually how it goes. I don't think, I've never been in the Wizard of Oz. I was in the Wiz. I played the Yellow Brick Road. Um, okay. one, of my, one of my best moments. <laughs> did you go to college for musical theater? I did. I went to Boston Conservatory for musical theater. Ooh. After college, was Mean Girls like your first big show? Um, After college, I was in the city for like three months. And then I booked Oregon Shakespeare Festival Um, so I went out to Oregon for a full season, which was like nine, 10 months. It was a long time. And that, that theater works in rep. So I was doing, um, Love's Labor's Loft and Oklahoma. And it was a really awesome version of Oklahoma. It was a really good time. So I spent a bunch of time out there. And then the season after that, I went and was assistant choreographer for their production of Hairspray. And then I went back to the city for a few months and then got Mean Girls. So tell me about your Mean Girls audition process then. Oh my gosh. I I think I, I was one of the... <laughs> I I think I was one of the last um, ensemble people to be cast. Right. Um, yeah, because I knew a few other people who were who had already been cast in it. So I thought that it was completely cast. And then I got called in for 
they were only the only girl they were looking for was the Grace Acknowledge track. Um, so it was all black women and we did the dance call and we sang and then I got a final call back um for the whole team tina and everybody all the producers and there was like maybe six of us there and again we danced and then sang and when i went into sing um casey nicola was like hold up this is gonna be a crazy request but would you read for duval and i was like yeah and he was like i know it's crazy <laughs> and i was like no whatever like i'll give it a try so i ended up reading for that in the room and then I got it I mean I had auditioned for the show years and years I had been auditioning since the lab um so you like Broadway you were auditioning yeah um and I had gotten like some callbacks so I knew that like I was kind of in the world um but as far as the actual auditions for the tour and we had those two. Wow. It's so interesting. Everybody's process has been so different. I know. Their their processes were so wild. I don't I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, I just went to like a few open calls years before, but like war tour just twice and then they're That's like funny. you got it. Cuz it doesn't usually happen that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> So then did the dance captain stuff get added on? Were you dance captain pre-COVID or just after? No, I was I was only F7, the Grace Agnola track. And then Ishelle, our dance captain from before, left to do Hamilton tour. And um, our assistant dance captain, Marcus, decided not to dance captain anymore. So both of the dance captain like positions were open. And I just kind of threw my my name in the hat as someone to be considered um, and also to be considered as a swing because I wasn't swinging before. And they, you really need an offstage um, dance captain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need one because Becca Peterson didn't was on stage and dance yeah. captain, but she told me that it was, it, she would definitely encourage the show to not do that so I think they took her advice there and definitely tried to get someone who was off stage so yeah I ended up getting that and I transitioned into being off stage and dance captaining and I had never swung or dance captained before so what made you decide to be a swing then just like you know what I've always been obsessed with swings like I just think swinging is the coolest job ever and like the hardest thing ever and I've, I've just been like super curious since I found out that it was a job if I was capable of doing it because it's it's one of those things where you don't really know until you try it. you're doing it yeah and the reason why I threw my name in the ring for Mean Girls specifically was because I already knew the show so well from having done it so I was like You know, I don't think there's a a safer situation for me Uh, to like do something this scary, Um, like surrounded by my friends who already support me and this awesome creative team who knows what I'm capable of and already, you know, not having to learn every piece of choreography from scratch and being able, I, I mean, I'd be very interested to see how my process changes when I swing again, because this was so specific because I knew the show in and out, 
but just from this like one perspective. So when I started learning other people's tracks, I had a lot of touch points because I was like, oh, I know they stand next to my old track here. Or I remember that they always crossed in front of me here or I never saw them here. So if I'm next to them. You kind of could put it together. Once I finally debuted all the tracks, it was really cool because I had seen the show from every possible angle which was really awesome but it's definitely a process it honestly it took the cast a little bit of adjusting when I became a swing because they're used to seeing me in one spot and they're like what are you doing over here like (laughs) you know you do this show eight times a week with someone and they always are standing right here it's like it's really confusing so it kind of put everyone on this like Ooh, it took a second for them to adjust. But like doing F7 always felt like coming home. And that was the one I was like, I couldn't study for that one. Like I had to not think. I had to literally let my my um, body just do what it remembered. It's like the moment that I was like, wait, do I use my right foot? That I would start messing stuff up. Right. But I got to end I, when I closed the show because I left a, a couple months before the show itself right. closed. But I got to finish in my F7 track. So it was really oh. a full circle moment. <laughs> I never saw you as F7. I saw Erica every single time. I, I remember that. The understudy track for Mrs. Duval. Did you have that like in your contract when you joined the tour originally or was that like added on? Yeah, I always had that. And then I just kept it when I switched um, over to the swing dance captain. It's so funny because those times I saw it in Detroit, Larry was not in any of like the shows I had seen. And I saw it over the course of like the two weeks that you guys were in Detroit. And then finally, it's the last performance like I think it was like Father's Day. So there was like no one there, but I went and it was um, I was getting student rush tickets and he was like in line in front of me with someone. And like he's I only saw him from behind. So I was like, oh, like that looks like Mr. Duval. Like, I wonder if he's back. No Niani tonight, like whatever. And then my friend and I walked a little to like go get food, like a little bit down from the theater. And he was sitting like right across from us. I'm like, oh, guess I'm not seeing Niani in the show tonight. Like, <laughs> it was just funny. I was like, oh, hey, like, where has he been? But I like didn't want to go up to him because I knew that you guys weren't like stage dooring and I didn't want to like, not that it was a stage door. But I didn't want to like, you know, he was eating his dinner. So was I. So I didn't want to say anything. But I was like, "Mm, hey, Mr. Duval. Yeah, it's so wild on tour. Like, if you're out of the show, you're still very much around because we all lived like right right in the area still. Right. Um, Yeah. So He was in the show that night. So I talked to Lily a few weeks ago and she was telling me about the whole like process of how she was with you and like all the like how was that like being away from the show but teaching everybody like all the material and stuff yeah it was great I mean it's always nice to come back to New York and I hadn't been in New York for so long so I got to come back for three weeks and it was kind of like this weird little vacation from the show even though I was still working on it like just because we had rehearsals during the day and I had the night free and I was like what is this like Um, but it really was a wonderful experience. All the new kids were so wonderful. They're just the sweetest people ever and they work really hard. And the show is really hard. And, and you know, usually when I'm teaching the show, 
Grace was there with me or we would like switch off. So it wasn't all me and it would just be like a couple people at a time. So definitely putting in eight people at once was like a Mm -hmm. little, um, I was a little nervous about it. But it went really well, mostly because everyone had such a great attitude and was such hard workers and, of course, are super talented. But it was a really fun process. And then to be able to pick them up and travel them and, like, see them meet the rest of the cast um, was really fun to be able to watch as well. (laughs) Well, it's got to be hard, too, like, coming in when, like, everybody basically knows each other. It is hard it's a bunch of people who have you know been out for years and then this new group it's a it's a different energy because they're super excited it's something brand new as opposed to like these people who it's been their life for a long time but but really the old people are excited to have new people as well um because we've been traveling like we love each other but we've been traveling with the same people forever so anybody new it's like oh my gosh tell me your life story I know these people you know (laughs) Um, right right like a change in scenery yes exactly so exciting. but I also thought it was nice that they came in such a big group because mm-hmm. they were able to kind of get to know each other first so like they had like their little group and people that they felt comfortable with and before they're thrown into right. just like all new right I like I noticed that they were all their their little group continued to be but then they were also like you know, obviously with everyone else. When do, when was your last city? Like, where was your last city? LA, LA. Oh, but at least you got to be there. That looks yeah. so fun. What was it like living there for a month? It was fun. It was when it was like really rainy. I don't know if you oh, remember this time. Yeah. Like, it was like a month straight of rain which we were not expecting from LA so that was a little sad but I lived in this awesome house with English and Mary Beth it was like our last hurrah house because we had lived together often um and we'd all been there since the beginning so we like made plans to live together in this house and it was like up in the hills but it was really full circle because we were supposed to like there were some cities that were on our schedule before Um, the shutdown and LA was one of them and it was supposed to be this huge deal and like a really big opening so that was one of the the sad things about COVID we were like oh my god we never even got to do LA and we have a big fun opening and this that so being able to finally get there like years later and have our opening party it was really fulfilling so I was so happy that I got to do that before I left. And there were like cool people there too. Yeah. I know one of the Real Housewives was there. I saw that. I don't remember who else. Was Chris Olsen there? I think Chris Olsen. Chris Olsen was there. I went to college with Chris Olsen. Oh my gosh. It's That's a small fun. world. Yeah, literally, especially in, I feel like in the performing world, like everybody knows everybody. Did you leave like just because you were ready or were you doing something else? I don't remember. Um, A little bit of both. I was going, I did an observership with um, SDC. It's like this choreographers and directors foundation. So I was going to tech of Bad Cinderella. Um, okay. So I was just uh, observing right. their tech. Um, but also I just felt like it just felt like the right time for me. It's crazy to me how many people I mean, obviously like COVID had a huge impact, but so many people stayed until the end. Like I remember seeing those graduation photos and like everybody with the stall. Like I did not realize how many people stayed from the beginning until the end. That's crazy. But yeah, I think there was like 10 
11 people um yeah I mean but that's crew as well so it's like it feels like a lot and also not (laughs) by the time I was leaving I was so confused of like of course I knew the people who had been there since the very beginning and then I knew like the new new people but Mm -hmm. everyone in between I was like who do you know like (laughs) because also we had so many like OGs come back to help us out and stuff like that so like I'd be like oh you know Sarah Crane like and they'd be like yeah because she came for a day and I'm like oh but you weren't in the show with her I see like right confused I that one confusing I don't think oh no I did see Sarah I think um well aside from Mean Girls I know that you were in Legally Blonde at yeah how was that how was that different than your mean girls experience because you were like staying in one spot and not you weren't a swing were you no not a swing ensemble I mean the biggest thing is it's like the fastest process ever yeah I think we had 10 days of rehearsal or something and then we only had six shows period oh really Um, yeah I didn't realize that yeah so it's like a sprint and then you're done and you're like did it happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so cool though that you got to also be with some mean girls people too well yeah Reagan. lily <laughs> and i met and that's how i met reagan as well yeah so you talked to me about all the things you've done but what are you doing now you know what i'm back on that grind auditioning um i've done a bunch of uh you know i'm really interested in choreography and being behind the table as well so i've done a lot of observing getting into rooms and kind of just figuring out what what all of that is about. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been really excited just to get back into class because on tour, it's so hard to take class and find places to take class and even just have the energy to to take class. Right. Um, Kind of focusing a little on choreography um, and auditioning, of course. Back to that grind. Grind. How has that been going? Any any luck yet? Yeah, I mean, it, you never know. That's the thing about how auditions work. I literally try to just do the audition and and put it out of my mind because you have no idea the timetable really right. of what they're doing. So it could come back around at really any time in your life. So you just let it go and keep on living. And I've been trying to enjoy just being in New York City and like having access to all of my friends who live here right. like it's been so long that since I've been able like so many of my friends haven't been able to be like hey what are you doing you right. want to go do this so enjoying this new <laughs> this new phenomenon of being able to hang out with my friends that's having free time do you have any like fun stories that you remember from being on tour like anything you can share with the podcast <laughs> oh my goodness I mean, I'm sure you do, but I definitely do. I'm like, how can I narrow these down? I mean, I always say that I should like start a um, a TikTok series about like what I was doing when I got called on mid show because it's the randomest things ever. My favorite is like I was just like filling, like refilling my hand sanitizer from one bottle to another. <laughs> like, what what am I doing? But I mean, oftentimes like playing games, like the swings were like okay, we have our one day that none of us are on. Like, let's play a game. And then you guys play bananagrams a lot or something. You know, they play bananagrams all the time when I was on stage. And this is the one time that I was going to play with them. And we literally were like, okay, let's set it out. And then they're like, Niani, over the last week, we were like, 
nanny on stage and I was like, like but I was gonna play the nanny dance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I kind of liked doing mid shows. They were kind of fun. Um, and I have no hair, so I got on really fast and everyone was always like really impressed because I didn't have to do wig prep so I could get on really fast I think the fastest I got on was like three minutes once uh, um like slap yeah up and call it a day yeah I'm like, like as long as I have the mic I'm gonna be on stage what was the um, you ever had to go on three minutes yeah I think so I'm trying to think I know this one time I went on I think this was when Morgan was still Rachel Hamilton and I she got sick she was not feeling well and I I'm trying to remember at what point she called out because it was really really quick that's right before apex a lot of the other stories that i think are cool or just like interesting are like split tracking Mm -hmm. stories and and like multiple times split tracking especially if i did a split track earlier and then had to like go back into just one track for the night show i had no idea who i was like you gotta look down at the costume (laughs) yeah but that's the thing our costume I wore the same costume like no matter who I was on for so I just remember one time like I think I think Erica was out in the mat and I was doing a split of Erica and the Rachel Hamilton track and then Erica was back at night and I was I was um I started doing a split that I had done earlier this was an apex and I like looked over and I was like who are you ah you're you you're you (laughs) so I'm gonna be her (laughs) yeah when I was on with multiple swings I mean when we were like an all skate Mm -hmm. the amount of times that we have to ask each other like who who, like who are you right now because yeah and I would it definitely was a lot like because when we were doing split tracks I also was one of the people riding the split track right so, you know, when I would give it to the other swings who weren't involved in writing it, it's a lot to figure out. But right. that's the only thing like they can look, we like highlight it for them. And we're like, you do this, you do this, you do this. Right. But like when I made a split track at half hour, I was thinking of every person, right? right. And what every single person did. So then I'm like, okay, time to go on stage. And I'm like, but what do I do? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't realize that you had to do you were the one that had to do that like had to yeah the dance captain and the stage manager the dance captain team and the stage management team work together to figure it out but like if it's dance then it's the dance captain right who's really figuring that out and some crazy things like where do you belong is definitely the hardest to split because the tables and like one time I like did the the girls who don't eat table moves like by myself, but I was the only girl. You are the girl who doesn't eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and we didn't have time to rehearse it either. And um, because I think this was the one where I did it at half hour. And they were like, Can you do that? And I was like, We're going to see. Because <laughs> no one had ever moved one by themselves. Like, because that it's I mean, you can move. Are they hard to move? They're kind of heavy. And and like, you can move one by yourself. But like, this one had a very specific path that like, it has to go or it's gonna like, take out some people. And like, (laughs) you can push it and make it move by yourself. But like, to make it go that specific path is like a little more 
hard and I haven't tried it but then I did it and now we know that it'll work there you go I can't but like obviously like it's just so crazy that like Mean Girls has like trade choreography Mean Girls has table choreography like that's just so I don't know my favorite when I was doing a, a split track was seeing all of the the regular ensembles faces because they get a tracking sheet like they can look at who's gonna do what but it honestly it's really confusing especially if you don't know anyone else's track right um and I would try to check in with them and be like hey you're gonna be alone on this part or um or you know but I if someone was gonna be there I like there wasn't time for me to check in with literally everything right right so sometimes they would just be so shocked because I'd be doing like four people's things and they were like they have no idea who's gonna show up to be their partner right. for like for, <laughs> to move this table or this that the other and they'd be like you again like how'd you get over here like having an identity crisis be right back like, yeah and they often will be like who are you and I'm like don't worry about it just do, <laughs> do your show like the trick of it is that swings are contracted to to do obviously multiple roles right. but ensemble is not so ensemble isn't supposed to change their tracking yet at right. all but that's why you have the swings like running around, even though someone is like standing right there and could obviously take that off. That's right. not their job. Their job is to do the thing that they do every night. You can't change what they do at all. Mm, you're not supposed to. I made myself this giant cheat sheet kind of that would help me do things quicker. I called it like my Mad Libs. I was very proud of this. It was literally a 22 page document of, of I wouldn't everything. call that a cheat sheet. I would call that like a cheat. <laughs> I mean, but it helped me to quickly figure things like that out. One last question. Where can people find you on social media? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Niani underscore. Just Ooh, that easy. Just your name. That's so yeah. fancy. Okay, well, it was so nice meeting you. I'm so glad I got to meet you and like actually talk to you this time because I, Lord knows, I don't remember what was going through my head when I met you last time. <laughs> so nice to meet you. That's all for this week's episode of People Who Are Somehow Important to My Wellbeing. Make sure you follow at Important to My Wellbeing pod on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.